Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's cast, the first rule for new managers. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. In this cast, we share the first rule for new managers, the most important recommendation for someone taking over a team. Now, we've been asked hundreds of times for guidance on what to do as a new manager, and we're finally ready to start rolling out this series of casts. This first cast will probably surprise some of our listeners, because it's pretty counterintuitive. On the other hand, we have alluded to it in a few casts before. It's just not what most people think it should be. We'll tell you as well what most managers do and why they're wrong. The first in the series, the Manager Tools Guidelines for New Managers. Here we go. Uh, finally. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get this question a lot, don't we? It's, it, it is a good one. It's, it's, um, it seems crazy that it's been more than two years Um and and we haven't addressed new managers directly head on. Um, and you and I have talked about it before the the promotion from individual contributor to manager, which is just one of the ways you could be become a new manager. Um, that is absolutely the hardest promotion of most managers' careers. And um, so you know it's hard, and folks are worried, and they want guidance. So we get the question a lot. And many people fail in that transition, and for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I am, um, and and I think probably mostly um, the thing that you and I, our, our experience has taught us is, is that there are different reasons as opposed to just, well, new manager failure kind of thing. Um, to me, what's most terrible about that is is not the failure itself, um, though obviously, the, you know, the, the failure itself is hard, yeah. Um, uh, the thing that's terrible about it is you and I have seen it, is that the new manager sometimes isn't removed from the role that they're failing in. They're just left there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because, you know, if I promote you and then you fail, if I remove you, then that proves I was the one that was wrong to begin with. Yep. <laughs> and, of course, I don't want to fail. So right, I just figure, you don't want to look bad. You don't want to go back on your own decision, right? Exactly. So I'll just, I just figured that you'll just grow in the role. Yep. It's all, well, okay, I, I was about to say, it's all about the new manager, the, I'm sorry, about the higher level manager covering his or her tail. It's not really that. They, you know, some, some managers would say, look, I'm not just covering my tail. I'm also recognizing that taking, getting rid of this person, causing them shame and embarrassment, and then having to go through putting a new person in will take longer than having this person turn themselves around. But that's really not the fundamental driver. The fundamental driver is the the higher level manager just doesn't want to go through the pain and suffering in front of everybody, uh, and it makes me mad. Frankly, um, um, we're supposed to look the other way to make that senior person look better, while really the people who are suffering are not just the new manager, but that new manager's team. That's where the suffering is. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff that folks hate about organizations. It just drives them crazy. Yeah, it, it, this is a function of organizations. When you get that hierarchy and, and a number of people working for somebody else, you get that. And and yet, it's not really the organization that's doing it. It's a cowardly senior manager, a cowardly boss of a new manager, not doing her job. Yeah, I, I um, suspect if I suspect if this didn't happen, that uh, we wouldn't be having Dilbert cartoons. <laughs> yeah, you know that's absolutely right. Dilbert is 
essentially poking fun at a person who should never have been promoted to management. Um, and, you know, what happens is we leave that, that pointy-haired boss in there, um, and the people down the line in the organization, that person's team and other people in the organization, basically, if the person's left there, they see the organization as blessing them having a bad manager because the punishment or the the the, the ding to that person's career, as long as they're still in the, in the role of new manager, isn't obvious to them. Yeah, and exactly. so it looks like the organization says it's okay for people to have a bad manager. And therefore, and if you would say that, if I hear that from you, if you're my VP and essentially you lacking action, you not taking action on behalf of me because my boss, my new boss is terrible. If you're going to tell me that, if I hear that, there, it's really hard for me to hear other things that you say that say we care for you and we're trying to take care of you. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Not good. Yeah. So this, this is definitely the toughest promotion for folks. No doubt about it. So let's get started on telling them how to succeed when it's their turn. Fair enough. Okay. Our cast has three parts. Um, part, and part one has three subparts, um, which really is part of the mainly the meat of the cast. But um, rule number one, the most important thing for new managers is fit in. Uh, and we, we have three subparts to that. We recommend no new initiatives, no process or system changes, and no firings. All of these for no longer, for uh, no sooner than 90 days. Okay. Number two. The one change we do kind of recommend is is uh, start one-on-ones immediately. And then in the third part, we're going to go over some wrong advice that we've heard or that other people have asked us about that people have given them, and we'll share with you why it's wrong. Good. Okay, so let's try something completely different this time and walk through them all. <laughs> <laughs> so our first rule for new managers is fit in. It really is the golden rule for new managers, fit in. Um, for years and years and years, I have been asked this question about new managers. And, and really, about 15 years ago, um, I started paying attention to the folks who were successful in the transition. And really, by and large, they were what I would call low-key managers. They didn't seem flashy. They certainly weren't thought of as charismatic. And, and really, interestingly enough, they weren't a lot like me in terms of making a splash. Um, which is why I noticed, quite honestly, um, the managers that do best in the beginning of their new role don't change very much at all in the beginning. It seems so counter to the vision of leadership that so many folks have. Matter of fact, when I got my first senior manager job, I was told by my boss, like, you got 90 days to make your first impact. The VP needs to be talking about you in the first 90 days based upon what you've accomplished. And of course, it doesn't work. Um, and I think a lot of people get told that, though. Yeah. So oh, I, I think, I, in fact, we'll talk about it in part three, about all of the bad advice that kind of goes as, quote, common wisdom. Of course, again, there's common wisdom, which wisdom is not common. I completely agree with you. I think that is that may be one of the single most detrimental phrases ever used. And it's used probably, I would bet, 80% of the time. Hey, look. You need to make a splash, you know, maybe not make a splash, but you need to let people know that you're in charge or you need to, you know, that we need senior people need to know that they made the right choice. Yeah. And, and it's really, it puts a burden on that new person. That's just, yeah, not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it, and I think it's also driven out of a, a sense of fear because it's counter to the many who mumble in the organizations. Well, if I were in that job, 
Yeah. Let me show you. Let me tell you. Yeah. Everybody getting around the water cooler saying, let me tell you what I would do. Can't they see it? Jeez. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's true. And then there's a part of that that's not true. I, I think um, many of the really great managers we know make lots of changes and do things very differently. They just don't do it right in the beginning. Right. Um, there's a temptation. There's got everybody knows there's a temptation when you're given power. And, and again, if you've gotten promoted, you've, we know you felt it to do something, um, to use the power, uh, to make it clear that you are the manager. And many folks tell us they're afraid their team will think that they're afraid or not bold or not confident. And so they do lots in the beginning to show I'm comfortable in this role. But doing stupid things to show that you're comfortable just shows that you're comfortable being stupid. Um, and, and fear is rarely, fear of being thought wrong or being thought not confident is rarely a good motivator when it comes to leadership. Fear in general is not a good motivator. Um, I often repeat the saying of uh, General Patton, uh, never take counsel of your fears. Um, Folks, you don't have to prove to anyone that you're the new manager. They know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just and trying to prove that you're the manager when they already know it doesn't say you're confident. It's quite the contrary. It says you're not confident. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, and, and you really don't see that when you get the, the promotion, yeah. Confidence doesn't need a third party or a subordinate to validate it. Okay, so... Again, our guidance is fit in. We recommend you take the reins quietly. You don't boast. You don't take action. You resist the temptation to prove that you're the boss. You don't rock the boat. You don't look for a chance to make your mark. You don't pick something to change right away. Um, and, and look, this is also true when you have become the boss of folks who were just your peers. This is, this is especially true in that situation. Um, they know you have the role, totally no need to prove it. All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit more detail about kind of three, we have three bullets, you know, associated with this particular point, but let's talk just a second about what fitting in doesn't mean. We don't mean uh, fitting in as a, a buying into all the talk at the water cooler about why the organization is so messed up. Yes. Buy into the complaints right. or when you're, when your directs come into you and complain about the previous manager buying into those complaints and taking and, and yeah. taking counsel and those kind of things. We're yeah. not, that's not what we're saying. By, by, what by what we mean is, is don't be the nail that sticks up. Don't try to be different. Um, don't try to prove that you're you. Um, be quiet. Keep your head down. Um, uh, certainly walk around and talk to people and so on, but don't start anything. Don't, don't try to impress anybody. Just become part of the organization. So at some point after 90 days or so, people say, yeah, he, you know, he, he's comfortable here. He's been here a while. He's not still trying to prove himself. Right. Yes. That's a great point. That's a great point. Good. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the three subparts that we were talking about to our, uh, of our guidance of fitting in. So okay. the first was no new initiatives. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you kind of started us here, right? Uh, we're just trying to be clear in terms of what fit in means. When you take over as a new boss, whether you're, and this is important. I think people miss this. Most people, when they ask us this question, right? They, they're asking the question, what do I do when I get promoted? 
but but this has a this cast has a broader uh, uh, recommendation or a broader appeal than that. What we're saying when you take over as a new boss, whether you're new to the company or organization entirely as a new hire, okay, whether it's an internal promotion to to, to being promoted to working with people who used to be your peers. Or at a, maybe you're taking over a team that's different than the one you had before. It's an internal change. All of these, whenever you have a new group of people working for you, we strongly recommend this very same thing fit in, start nothing new, no new initiatives. Even if you have been, and this is, again, this is one of those deadly recommendations or deadly uh, uh, pieces of guidance that senior people give. Even if you've been hired to, quote, clean house, to make change, to stir things up, to liven things up, to really get things going. I've heard all of these phrases before, I assure you. To light a fire under that team that's been struggling. We don't care what the verbiage is. We recommend you simply take over whatever was previously going on, fit in, be quiet, and don't start anything. Even if the boss says she wants a clean slate... Yeah, that's another one of those phrases, right? Um, even if the boss is stupid enough to want a clean slate being given to her by a new manager. Look, maybe this is going to sound selfish, but it's really not based in selfishness. It, it, it certainly sounds like, you know, cover my rear end. But if the boss, if your boss really wants a clean slate, she'll have to do it herself or she will do it herself. Yeah. To direct a new manager to clean house somebody with no credibility, somebody whose early actions, if they're significant, are probably going to be discussed at much higher levels, is basically to say, I don't want to do it, so let me get someone else to do it for me. And that means it's really not that important to her, because if it were that important, she'd be doing it herself. Okay, so, okay, that that's... That makes a lot of sense to me, but reality is, uh, what, you know, what if uh, a week after my my boss is telling me to take action, I haven't yeah. done so? What do I do then? Yeah, like you know, I thought I told you to clean house. Yeah, right? exactly. Did you not hear me, right? Yeah. <laughs> what part of clean house did you not understand? Um, that's easy. Look, you tell her you're building a case, okay? Because the previous manager obviously hadn't done so. You're protecting the firm from retaliation by making sure that the actions are warranted. And I want to make a little note here. We're going to talk later about carrying the water. In fact, unofficially for years, I've thought of this cast or this, this bit of guidance as the carrying the water guidance. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, um, but but um, you're basically protecting the firm from retaliation by making sure that its actions are warranted. And... And here's the carrying the water part. You're also solidifying relationships with the good performers on the team. Don't forget, it's unlikely that a great manager left behind a terrible team. If there was a great manager before, you're not going to be given guidance, stir things up, clean the slate, right? right. Um, if things are so awful, you're not taking the place of a manager who is doing well. It makes no sense for you to be taking drastic action based on the previous manager's impressions or data, they weren't any good. Otherwise, they'd either still be there or you wouldn't be getting guidance to clean slate if they did well enough to get promoted. Yeah, it'd be a wise manager to exercise some caution here in these yeah, situations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, what's funny is, is people hear their boss 
And they intuitively know, if they're coming into a completely new organization, that what they're being asked to do doesn't make sense, but they do it anyway out of fear of the new boss. So, yeah, start nothing new. Um, we're going to do uh, another cast on what to say when you take over, how to meet everybody, all those subtle details that can help. But quite frankly, too many managers confuse those kind of showpieces as the important stuff. And it's not the important stuff. What's important is you building up some credibility before you start making big changes. But what about the credibility I have already because I'm the manager? I mean, that's what many managers say to us. Yeah, okay. Duh. You have no credibility because you're a manager. I mean, come on. Don't you remember all the jokes you used to tell when you weren't in management? <laughs> they were all about management. You know, the, the Dil- it's the Dilbert thing, right? Yeah, Welcome yeah. to they, right? All you have, you don't have any credibility when you're new. You have role power. And if in the beginning, if you rely on role power to do big things early, your team will see you as someone who only has that role power. The more you rely on it, on role power, the more you are seen as lacking credibility and all new managers have nothing but role power. So therefore, they're seen as lacking credibility when they do something big. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm constantly amazed by the number of managers who are perceived to have forced something down the throats of their directs when going to a new role and who are completely oblivious to the fact that they feel that way. Yes. You're, you're just, you haven't yeah. built the relationships. You're totally insensitive to how yep. people are going to take your recommend yep. quote unquote recommendations um and they feel like it's been shoved down their throat and you think that you've you've built this 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 consensus yep. around the idea then doesn't yep. work yeah exactly okay so yep. th- the key in the first days is to wait gather data wait all right right okay so we add to the list and, and let me just add one more thing about the wait thing you you high seas for those of you who are familiar with disc those of you who are a little perfectionist you do well in the beginning you're uncomfortable making rash decisions so you don't tend to make these mistakes nearly as often as the high D's or the high I's. So, so this is a time when patience and data gathering and caution works in your favor, and you're smart to be that way. Yeah. And if you knew the cast and you hear D's and I's are confused, go back to the yeah. disc cast. <laughs> That's exactly right. The D's and I's are going to hate us for this cast. Yeah, the, well, yeah, the new listeners are going to hate us because they're throwing this jargon out there. But in any case. Yeah, exactly. All right. So no-nos for the new manager, no process or system changes. Yeah, it's number two, right? Same principles apply here. We only state it specifically because too many new managers see processes and systems as loopholes. This is what I found anyway. They see it as a loophole in our guidance about don't start anything. These are things that they can change that aren't obvious or big or noticeable, but that could or can have an effect on the team. Um, But look, there are a couple of reasons why we add no process or system changes to the fit in slash no new initiative guidance. Um, First, you just don't know enough yet. I can't tell you how many managers, how many times managers said to me, if we could just change this one step in this process, everything would be so much easier for everybody. And it's just crazy because they don't know it, but someone else in the organization relies on that step for a report or data generation or for something that they do that's also important to the overall process. 
Um, it's a bit like the three blind people touching the elephant. One's touching the tail, one's touching the legs, one touching the trunk, and they're all having a different experience. Stuff is often more complicated than you think, particularly if you're holding an elephant's tail. Um, and you won't know it until you explore a little bit. You cannot know these things until you become a manager and until you get some perspective in that role as a new manager. If you make a change in a process or a system as a manager, based on your knowledge that you had as an individual contributor, which is what you would be doing if you're making the change as a new manager, you're going to be judged on the change as a manager, not as an individual contributor. And that's dangerous. Secondly, again, if you make the change early, you have to do it relying on that role power and not on credibility. And that makes the change itself suspect as well. Is it fair to say, though, that there are times when a small process change might be okay? Yeah, sure. Sure, there are. I mean, this is not a blanket rule, but really they are few and far between. And most new managers' first thoughts on making the change ought to be wait. If you're going to make a small process or system change, waiting 30 or 60 more days is not going to kill you. There are some exceptions. Uh, and the smaller they are, the more likely they are to be an exception. But generally, our guidance is wait. Okay. All right. And then our third bullet here was no firings. We hope this one is obvious. To fit in is to not rock the boat. To fit in is to get to know others, which is so important. Firing somebody is the nuclear weapon that managers have. And it is dangerous even in the best of times. I surely hope that anyone hearing our guidance to fit in, to start no initiatives, to make no process or system changes early would naturally assume that they ought not to be firing folks right away. Yeah. I mean, look, at didn't we say in an earlier cast that it takes at least six months, perhaps yeah. nine, nine months to fire someone? Yes, it does. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But, but there's still, there's, there's another reason why not for not firing someone. Yeah, absolutely there is. Look, if you're a manager, if you're the manager who fires somebody, their firing is your responsibility. You are on the hook for their firing. If you do it right, and of course we have casts on that, it's much easier than everyone says it is. But as you alluded to, it takes months to do it right. Let's assume that the previous boss was really good. If that's true, then they ought to be handing you chapter and verse recommendations for po- firing that poor performer. But, but seriously, do you think if they were that good, if the previous manager was that good, they wouldn't have fired them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something here is fishy. Okay, so let's look at it the other way. What if they weren't a good boss? Then, folks, you don't have the data you need, even if somebody else says you do, to fire someone immediately, regardless of what your new boss says. If you were on the team and you witnessed things from a peer that is now a subordinate of yours, that matters for nothing because you're going to have to document things that you feel good about as the boss. You have to start fresh documenting one of your direct failings. All too often, you've been given no data to rest your case on. So you've got to, data, you've got to gather the data yourself as managers, and that means time. Yeah, and again, if you did fire somebody, you'd be taking action based solely on your role power. 
very dangerous way to fire someone, by the way. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, then you better believe the data and have lots of it. Okay. All right. So that addresses our first point to fit in. Right. Our second point is start one-on-ones immediately, which seems kind of like starting something new, which you just told us not to do, Mark. So what's yeah, going on there? Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> uh, what's that yeah, all about? I figured, some, I, I, figured, I figured somebody would send an email saying, wait, 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 you said fit in, don't start anything, and then you recommend starting a new new uh, new thing with one-on-ones, and, and here I don't even have to wait for an email. I'm, I'm, um, somebody's already pointing out, wait, that's new. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm and here for look, everybody. you're I'm right. Here. Yeah, you're right after a fashion. But look. If you're the dog catcher in a town and the previous guy in the job didn't catch any dogs, you wouldn't expect to get in trouble for catching dogs, right? No, I wouldn't right? think so. That's your job. Yeah, it's my job. This Look, one-on-ones is not a new initiative. It may appear new to most people, but quite frankly, most bosses, most managers don't realize their boss only sees the results of one-on-ones. Your boss doesn't know what your schedule is in enormous detail. Um so um, this is the most basic of managerial actions, regular communication with your directs. You're far more likely to get fired for not communicating with your directs than you are for doing so. And what will happen is people will be busy because they're going to tell us, oh, I'm a working manager, as if every other manager in the world is not a working manager except you. Uh, I'm a working manager. And so you have a choice. You can try to spend your time making that new, new initiative or you can spend your time doing one-on-ones. If you spend your time doing the new initiative, you probably won't know your people that well. And when they rebel and they don't like it, you won't have anybody on your side. And your boss will say, God, didn't you spend any time asking people what they thought of this? <laughs> um, so look, um, think of this. Think of one-on-ones, starting them, and, and then describe it to other people as investing in the team, listening to their concerns, getting to know them personally, hearing what they want from the boss, making sure that you understand the culture, wanting to get a handle on talent and performance, looking for strengths and weaknesses. These are all very professional, very clever, very smooth ways to say that every boss would do well to meet with their folks on a regular, and of course we think weekly, basis. Those are the phrases that you say to your boss to defend this new initiative when he or she wants X or Y or Z and you're saying, actually, I'm doing a one-on-one. I'm getting to know my folks. I've got to get to know them. We've got to work well as a team. Look, if it was a good team, you want to know them because you want them to share their good ideas with you. And it's a bad team, you want to know them so you can start gathering data quickly. Yeah. Now, let's be direct here, though, because I, I think we want to point out to folks that this is the only change we recommend you make. For example, we do not we do not recommend starting feedback, coaching, or delegation yet. Nope. We, right. We don't recommend changing the staff meeting. We don't nope. recommend changing all the reports you get. Nope. What we're talking about here is a half an hour a week in the interest of building relationships and communication. It's you know thirty minutes a week. It's kind of hard to argue with. Yeah, and that's that's really why we recommend it. Low risk, high reward. I guess my kind of investment, (laughs) Um, the more you know your team, the more likely you are to make smart choices about the changes or lack of changes that you make, and the more likely you are to help them produce the best results. One-on-ones are the way to start out as a new manager of any team, period. Now, here is something that 
uh, this is why I call this the, the carry the water cast. When you make a change, it's uh, as a manager, it's your people who end up doing work differently. Sometimes it's you as well, but it's always your people too. If you have not invested in the relationship and you make the change and you make it early, whether it works or not, if, if they don't like it, even if it works, they will, be, they will feel that you have asserted your role power at the expense of the relationship. If it doesn't go well, you will have damaged the relationship with the people who will spend the rest of your time in that job carrying your water. If you do too much, if you're a bull in the china shop too early, and that's what new initiatives and lots of changes look like to a, to a team is bull in a china shop, they will not carry your water after that first change. They will be uncomfortable doing the things you need them to do. You want them to carry your water, not in the first two months or the first three months. You want them to carry your water for the for 90 plus days after you make the change, after you're their new boss. So I call this the carry the water cast because they will not carry your water in the first 90 days and nor will they carry it after that if you go around poking your finger in people's eyes, as I like to say, and making a lot of changes that you don't have the credibility to do. You have the role power to do it, but not the credibility. One-on-ones are the way you build the relationships with people that will help them be motivated to carry your water, period. Good. All right. Now that brings us to our point number three, which is talking about all that other wrong advice and, and why it's wrong. Yeah. It, look, normally we'd start a cast, right? Regaling everybody with all the bad advice we've heard. I have a little notebook I call the Delta file of all the silly things I've heard and the things I'm going to change. Um, um, so that we would do that in the beginning to warm up. Um, but we thought we'd get right to the heart of this one because when new managers, um, all different stripes of new managers here that we've finally done the first cast in the series of new managers, I'd be like, okay, get to it, get to it. Uh, and then we thought we'd end with this background. Most of what we're going to say here is pretty obvious and the underlying rationale for why it's wrong is already been discussed really in the cast so okay so what about you got to make the team yours yeah oh i'm sure you know this is the father-in-law right okay son-in-law of mine you got to make that team yours take charge make him sure you know sure you do you got to make the team yours and you know what that takes time it takes time you can't make a group yours in a day or a week or even a month The first response to a new person, even a great new person, like our former battalion commander, Colonel Ed Texera, right? The first response is rejection. He's new. Why are we doing it that way? He doesn't understand. You know, we've got our processes and systems here. The more you try to force your way into a team, the more they'll resist. This is the finger puzzle of management life. Yeah, I like like that. The finger puzzle. Okay. The more you pull, the more the organization pushes back. Yeah. Okay. We we also hear from a lot of folks something like, "Well, they'll for, they'll forgive mistakes when you're new, so go for it." No, they won't. <laughs> I, who, who's spreading this advice? No, not today. Um, and and who wants to go around making a bunch of mistakes anyway? Right? Why not take the time and learn your team and reduce the chances that you're going to make a mistake? These high C's are going, yeah, yeah, that's right. I wish the, all the bosses that are high D's and I's would learn that. Yeah, and you can't Look, do that it, it, unless you wait three years before making changes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? In six more months, I'll have all the data I need. and then I'll, um, 
If the team is good, you want to hear their ideas. If the team is bad, you need time to build a case. The first big mistake you make, and all early mistakes feel big. That might be Horseman's 12th Law. All early mistakes feel big. And all that newness is worn off. Bang. Yeah. Okay. How about the the, the, the reminder of the team needs to know who's in charge? <laughs> Again, this is silly. You're the manager. Folks, everybody knows you're in charge. Uh, or at least you have some power, which is what people mean when they say in charge, right? You got a big red sign in your flashing red sign on your forehead that says, I'm your boss. Watch out. I could fire you. Whether you do anything or not, why do something stupid just to prove that you're like everybody else that feels they need to make a mark? If you're smart, and you probably are, hey, because you're listening, (laughs) a lot of your stupid ideas will go away in the first 90 days as you learn about your team. Let them go away without showing them to everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, this 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 one here is the one we, we we touched on earlier, but it's a big one, and I think a lot of folks are going to have this on their mind, which is their boss comes up to them and says, "Look, at, I want change." Yeah. What your boss wants is not change. What she wants is lasting change. And right now, she's mad that things aren't going well. But folks, you're new. What makes you think you can do the right analysis and intuitively know what to do? Maybe you're that smart, but don't rely on data you gathered as an individual contributor because your perspective as a manager is different. Maybe you're that smart, but we doubt it. If you make a change that doesn't work, and this is probably my favorite part of the cast, and I'm going to review the carrying the water thing. If you make a change that doesn't work and you've done it early, you'll be perceived as somebody who relies on that role power and not on relationships, and not on credibility. And the people whom you will need to carry your water for the rest of your time as manager will distance themselves from you, and the only change they will ever have helped you make will have been a failure. Your boss, folks, does not want change. They want lasting change. And that means you've got to invest in relationships as a starting point and wait. Yeah. Fit in, fit in, fit in. Go slow. Keep your head down and get to know your team through one-on-ones. Yep. And I want to mention one more thing. Whatever the old manager's uh, 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 schedule was for the next three weeks in terms of meetings and so on, you take over that schedule for the next three weeks and go to all the meetings she went to, do all the things that she was doing so you can learn about what she was learning when things went badly or when things went well. Yep. Fit in, fit in, fit in. Yeah, now, quick, before we, before we sum up here, I, I, I ask you just to do a quick overview. But before we go, um, give, give folks some, some idea in terms of the time, time frames we're talking about. So we're saying, okay, fit in, don't make any, you yeah. know, no new initiatives, no process or system changes, no firings. Okay, well, how, how long is that? I mean, is that a year or is that 90 days? Months? 90 days. 90 okay. days. And, and let, me just, let me just tease something here for some of the rest of the series. For the first 30 days, Nothing but one-on-ones. After 30 days, you begin feedback. After 60 days, you start coaching. If you're uncomfortable coaching everyone, coach your top performers. They will love it and they will draw closer to you, which will make your job easier going forward. So after 30 days, feedback. After 60 days, coaching. And then after 90 days, you start thinking about some of your initiatives. 
All right. So with that, the quick overview, I just I said it. One was fit in. We said no new initiatives, no process or system changes, and no firings. Number two, start one-on-ones immediately, building relationship, communicating with folks. Seems like that's that's a no-brainer, right? There you go. Yep. And the third point was we talked about all the wrong advice and why it's wrong. Yep. If it's yeah. from a family member, it's really wrong. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Thanks, partner. See ya. That'll wrap it up. Our first in a series of casts specifically focused on the new manager. Now, if you're interested in joining us for two days focused solely on how to become a more effective manager, be sure to check out the New York Effective Manager Conference on May 20th and 21st. We limit the conference to only 100 people, and we only have a few slots left. So if you want them, go get them. You can find more details on registering, as well as comments by attendees left in the discussion forums from previous conferences. You'll find that on the website, www.managertools.com. Also, if you are new to Manager Tools, be sure to check out the Manager Tools Basics series on the website. The Basics is a special RSS feed available that includes only the top 15 or so Manager Tools casts that form the core of Manager Tools. You know, with over 150 Manager Tools podcasts now, it's easy for a new listener to miss the basics. Hence, the Manager Tools Basics series. Check it out. All right, then. With that, we'll see you all next week. So long. Thank you.